This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. Hi, Hi. Brendan. Happy BravoCon Eve. Happy BravoCon Eve. As we know, you'll be there. I will be there. I will not. Once again, I'm reporting (laughs) back in studio. Crying. No, I'm not not crying. (laughs) Um, I'll be there for some in Vegas. Yeah, that's exciting. Send recommendations, because... By the time this airs, I'll still be there. Mm. Yeah. To be honest, couldn't remember <laughs> much <laughs> when I was there. Oh yeah. I did go to I did go to Vanderbump uh garden. That's I feel like that's that, gonna be such a zoo. That's gonna be insane. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanna go to like a weird gay bar off the strip, I think. That will be like my only time out. Ooh, I did do that. Yeah. And that was fun. Yeah, that's all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else except for that. Oh, you should also do, I think Piranha or something is the... Is the one on the strip? That that they have the brunch at. Oh, yeah. That's actually a lot of fun. I don't know if I can go to brunch. I'll be at BravoCon. You could go. By myself? Yeah. I think it's (laughs) a very like... um, It's a very communal experience. community space. Because like the tables... Are all just like big, big like rows of tables. I know, but then I'm like the one sad older gay man at brunch <laughs> by myself. <laughs> not to not to promo the Patreon free show. So I was referred to as an older gay man, and I'm glad you. Are, I had to get myself back. You're taking that. I'm being an ally. You're reclaiming me. Like when you turned forty, I turned forty, even though I'm thirty six. I know, I know, I know. That is that is allyship. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're gonna be at BravoCon. As was rumored, a big Vanity Fair piece was rumored to come out right around BravoCon. Yeah. The thing is, like, to me, Mm. it wasn't as big as the rumors. Yeah. I thought it was going to be bigger than big, and it was smaller than big. It was burger. It was burger. 
Although it kind of has spun out into something bigger, bigger. for one person at least. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we get into it? Okay, so this was written by Anna Peel for Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. and she is a Bravo fan. So it's not like a random person writing this who like doesn't know what's going on. So at least we have like the proper perspective. Now going into it, I I was thinking this was going to be like Bravo Housewives, mm-hmm. etc. It really is kind of. Focused on Roni. Save for like one little part of it. Which part? I don't remember. About Morocco. Oh. Oh, yeah. About Ultimate Morocco. Girls Trip in Morocco. And then also like a tiny little part about uh, Rachel. Yeah. Right? Okay. So like, I guess the three big names that are interviewed on the record are Bethany, Ebony K. Williams, mm-hmm. and Leah McSweeney. They all get photo shoots. They all get photo shoots. Which I gotta say, like, the photos were good. (laughs) I mean, the Leah and Ebony photos were stunned. Yeah. (laughs) No, the Bethany one was like, I've seen this. I've seen you in this place before. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, what did you think of what each of them contributed? I think that Ebony's complaints were probably like the realist and like deserved yeah. a little more of the spotlight here. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, cause it was all about season 13 mm-hmm. and all the racism that happens that ended up rebooting the show yeah. basically without like properly dealing with like the ramifications. And then obviously the Ramona stuff is what has spun out into be its own separate story with yeah. Ramona sending weird ass statements to page six. Yeah. I mean, she is, so in the Vanity Fair article through Ebony and a producer that was hired for season 13, seemingly to work primarily with Ebony, uh, who was also a black woman, she described an incident where Ramona said the Mm N-word. And then when questioned by page six about this, Ramona's like half saying the actual word. Yeah. And there's like screenshots. There's screenshot evidence. So since then, Ramona has been taken off of BravoCon. Yeah. Though I don't think there's like an official statement from Bravo, but it appears that she's been removed from like the app or like any promotional materials. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of what, Ebony was talking about, it feels like we have already heard bits and pieces of this unofficially Mm -hmm. through maybe less big time sources than Vanity Fair. Mm -hmm. Although I'm not sure, like, did I, did did you know about the producer aspect of it or no? I feel like we heard something about it. It's at some point, but like you said, nothing was confirmed. Yeah. I think what her portion does kind of like solidifies a timeline, a a sequence of events more than like the bits and pieces we've heard over the years. Yeah. And like also interesting, there was the moment where Ramona supposedly said, this is why we don't want black people on this show. Yeah. 
that was apparently during the episode where like Luann and Ramona mm-hmm. were both yelling at Ebony at Luann's house. Yeah. Yes. And this, I actually feel like is a, is a piece that I heard before. Yeah. I believe so too. Yeah. So we kind of got like better reporting on that. Then it comes to Leah and we get into a lot about Leah shortly before joining the show, Mm -hmm. ending her sobriety and then how her drinking was handled while she was on the show Mm -hmm. by producers and Andy and the network. And we learned that she has filed suit against Bravo and NBCU. I think using the Americans. Oh, like the American disability act. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I'm not of legal mind, so I like don't really know, but sure. yeah. This did you know about this lawsuit until here? No, I think it was New. announced yeah. during this piece. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she was working with the network up until recently, but mm-hmm. then we looked back out of curiosity to see if she did watch Evans Live for Rugged Three, mm-hmm. and she did not. And her last appearance was essentially the BravoCon Watch Happens Live. Yeah. So that was a year ago, like October of last year. Yeah. While while the show was being announced. Mm-hmm. I was there. You were there. In the room. Exactly. Yeah. So we got that. And then Bethany is just essentially like the same story we've already heard from her. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we've all heard the five podcasts she releases a week to know the talking points. Kill or be killed. Yeah. Zero sum game. I wanted to be the best player. I was the best player. I was Andy's favorite. So like her contributions to it were like the least interesting for someone who follows what's going on. And hers felt very ego stroking, like her own ego stroking. Yeah. And it was interesting. Ebony's quoted in the piece basically saying, Fuck Bethany Frankel. I don't need this white woman telling me about like my relationship with this multi-million dollar like corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting that we have like really only three voices we're focused on <clears throat> and like they're not even really on the same page. Yeah. And there's a couple anonymous sources. There's a couple anonymous sources and a, and a few names that pop in here and there. Yeah. So one of the anonymous sources it starts with basically telling the story about how this housewife woke up in like a pile of her own piss in Mexico yeah. after like drinking a lot during a cast trip. And it's hard to pinpoint who it was. Yeah. But it was definitely Leah's first season. So it's like a minimal amount of housewives. Yeah, there's not that many options. It was, I mean, Leah's quoted, so it's not her. Ramona's quoted in the piece, so I don't know if it's her. Mm-hmm. And then Luann, Dorinda, and Sonia are the only ones left on that trip because that was the year so uh, Tinsley left early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have Phaedra swooping in. Talking about what allegedly happened between Caroline and Brandy in Morocco during the other rugged that was supposed to come out before the Roni rugged. Yeah. So it's, it's almost interesting that like 
Phaedra is willing to jump in here. Especially because she was recently rehired for Married to Medicine. She's recently rehired, but also like she's she's waiting in the waters of like what got her off these shows for for so long. That's a good point. Like she's commenting on like the uh, alleged sexual assault between Brandy and Caroline Manzo. Mm-hmm. And then her take is like really making light of it. The love was winning. Would like knock me on the floor. Yeah, her saying it was like a modern day Harley Quinn romance. The love was winning. Yeah. Then Marisol gets pulled in with Leah's story. Yes. And like the way all the other women on Rugged Three were kind of like treating Leah's sobriety, mm-hmm. particularly Mar- Marisol being like, "No, I don't know how you do it. That's amazing, but like, I wish you were drinking." Yeah, and, like, I think Giselle's saying something along the lines of, like, what if it was just this week? Yeah. And then, like, Heather Gay being almost the worst of the three of them, being like, let's get her drunk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, there was a lot there in the article. I guess it was just not what we were expecting. Yeah, I think I thought it was going to be wider. Yeah, I thought there were going to be more former voices mm-hmm. like you can't expect people who are on the show to be here because like they're getting paychecks and i think that's really interesting that there weren't that many former voices given that there were probably some easy gets who you could have mm. like my mind went to like siggy flicker but this journalist Ooh. isn't gonna go to siggy flicker yeah. to talk about this sure my mind went to amber marchese but this journalist isn't gonna approach amber marchese for this yeah but then it also says a lot about like this show and like do most of the women who used to be on the show hope to get pulled back into the universe at some point i mean with the ultimate girls trip it's <laughs> kind of like your your testing ground to get back in. Yeah. I mean, like, if they're bringing Alex McCord from Australia. Begging her to, to be on. Anyone could be pulled back in. Anyone could be pulled back in. And we're, like, we're hearing conversations about, like, Alexis Polino's name is being mm. floated. Gretchen Rossi's name is being floated. Yeah. It's wild. Wow. Uh, anything else on this before we move on? No. No. Okay. Okay. So, next up. Lindsay Ebert speaks with Us Weekly. And the timing of this, too. It's wild. Uh, you know, I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it was necessary for, like, for Hubhouse to be at BravoCon. Because if she's answering all these questions for the first time on the fly, I don't think that is a good strategy for her. Of course, yeah. Like, we want to hear the question process it respond how we want to you know a little bit more media trained yeah of course than just like answering on a panel yeah no i just meant like it's wild that like we're getting all the media dumps right before yeah bravocon okay so we're getting once again a photo shoot for this as well uh we are getting her take which is she did not know going into this conversation that was filmed. She was that a wedding was potentially going to be called off Mm -hmm. that 
clearly Carl knew that this was a big deal because her argument is like, we've had fights on and off camera. Like, why are you, after filming is done, Mm -hmm. having them come in to film this? Yeah. Which I'm curious to see, like, what the actual on-camera conversation is. Do you think it is a situation where maybe Carl wanted to, um, like, push the wedding back a little bit, and then it turned into a bigger thing? I think that's one theory going around. Sure. That... It wasn't a cancellation, but uh, should we hold our horses? Right. Conversation. Is there any conversation about whether or not the wedding was, it was going to be filmed for Summer House? Not in the article, but I I can't imagine how it would not be. Right. I mean, granted it's international and not not during the normal shooting schedule, but still. I mean, this this is part of the show. Yeah, but then it's like, then you have to give a little to Carl in that if it was going to be filmed, then Carl was like, okay, this is part of the wedding planning. Like if we're postponing Mm, the wedding, that should come into account. Sure. And you know what? I think if I remember correctly, shooting for this season started a little bit later than usual. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar to you? Maybe. I, I could be wrong. But I wonder if like that happened in order to account for the fact that they would have to shoot for longer than like a Kyle and Amanda backyard wedding in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, something to think about. Uh, so Lindsay says like no one saw this coming. We were sure we were like fighting here and there, but nothing out of the ordinary. He came to my bridal shower two weeks ago. A week before the split, I was getting my dress fitting and he was going uh, suit shopping with the grooms, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And I guess the other thing is we're working on a book. Yeah, she does say that. (laughs) I'm curious to see what that's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. Like Initially, obviously, like I'm always going to be team hub house because I love her. Love her. But like... She's a PR girly. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, a strategy is getting your story out there first. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see how this plays out over the course of BravoCon. Are we going to be on a panel together? That's crazy if we are. People seem to think that we are going to be on a panel together, which is wild. But also, like, Jersey still does split panels these days, which is lame. If Summerhouse is on a panel together and they like duke it out. Okay. You just reminded me as a quick side mini piece of news. The news that came out this week of Jackie Goldschneider and Danielle Cabral switching Jersey panels. I didn't hear about this. Oh, this was coming up in our feeds, uh, in the cursed household that, that Jackie's going to be with Dolores Jen Aiden and Teresa. Oh, good. Good. Who could imagine? <laughs> Jackie. We've come so far. <laughs> oh my God. I like, you gotta, you gotta get your eyes and ears on those Jersey panels. You <sighs> when got are it. they? I need to figure out when they are. Okay. So yeah, you'll look at your schedule and you'll figure it out and we will make sure you are there. And 
why don't we now jump into our five shows this week? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're wrapping one up, but we're going to get a new one next week, so don't get too excited. New York, Reunion, part two. Uh, what do you think about... Why don't we talk kind of broad? Okay. What do you think of the Reunion? What do you think of the Reunion first? The reunion to me, not many memorable, memorable moments. Yeah. So I, I had, I rewatched it today to see if like things would become memorable. And I had the thought this season of uh, New York is almost like watching a regular season of Drag Race where we're making new friends, right? Sure, yeah, Whereas, yeah. like, other seasons of Housewives, where we already have all Are the friends... all stars, yeah. It's all stars. Okay. So, it's almost hard to get yourself excited for our new friends. We used to be so excited about Drag Race and I, our new friends on Drag Race back in the day. Back in the day, back in the day. But now we only like our old friends. Yeah. Kind of. Do we even like them? Exactly. We're, like, <laughs> holding on by, like, a thread. So that kind of, that crossed my mind. And, okay, besides that. I, I think you might have pointed this out in a group text or something like that. But the Andy coaching these girls mm. to make up with each other to, so they, they can have a resolution. So they continue to like film together potentially is really the most obvious Andy's ever been. And like trying to coach a group of women through a reunion. Yeah. But at the same time, it's. It kind of takes you out of it when like Jessel and Sai are trying to kill each other. And then Andy's like, oh, so like, how have you two been? And they're like, oh, we've been going out all summer. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? Like, you know, I, you don't want things to be like so line in the sand, yeah. teams. This is my team. This is your team. But at the same time, like, I don't really believe anyone cares about anything other than Uba. <laughs> right. Who, but like, what does Uba even care about? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> it's obvious she cares. There's like a theory that Uba was told like, you have to care at this reunion. Okay. To like bring it. Right. I think that she had a conversation with her cousin mm. and Chanel Ayan was like, just like, Go balls to the wall. Go balls to the wall. Okay. Yeah. As particularly against Aaron and Jenna. The going against Jenna in that way is just so wild to me. Yeah. It's really like like slaughtering a little lamb. Like a kitten, yeah. <laughs> right? And maybe the wildest part was how intense Uba versus Bryn got at moments. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't put people in the hospital. I put them in the funeral home. Yeah. The, like, wild, like, half Irish, half black thing. Oh, but you, but that was in response. You know, this is what set Bryn off. Exactly what, this is what Uwe said. She said, amore, maybe you don't know how to be loved or how to stand up for yourself. Yeah, you don't know how to be loved. It's, amore. Oof. That is going, when we go low, we go low. Yeah. That was tough. I want to say I didn't love her throughout the th throughout the season, 
But I do think Brynn had the best reunion performance. Yeah, I think she knows how to play the game in a lot of ways. Um, but I think like during the season, she needs to actually calm down a little bit. Oh, in, in like which way? Like producing? Acting. Acting. Yeah, acting. Yeah. SAG is still in strike, girl. Yeah, you can't act yet. Yeah. The, I came off the Mayflower made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Self-aware. Like she had like the, the most funny little moments. Aaron, so unfunny. It's actually painful. Like I've never met someone with less of a sense of humor. Aren't New Yorkers supposed to be like quick and funny? Mm. Isn't that like the gag of the season here? And when I watched, I watched um, the second time on Peacock. And both part one and part two were longer on Peacock mm-hmm. and uncensored. Mm. And then all, obviously for uncensored includes uncensored flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to watch. But I, and I think this might have only been in the extended part where they're like, Aaron, you're the youngest one of us all. And you're like the most like um, not stuck up. Like but conservative. Like, <laughs> like well, God, all senses of the word with, without saying that, but more like, just kind of like, you don't get it. And you're like the youngest one. Well, yeah, because remember the, um, WAP thing from earlier in the season yeah. where she like was like, Ooh, that's so disgusting. So that they talk about that in the, uh, extended. extended. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 They actually, I think this might've also been only extended as well. Like the Christmas tree, Jessel freak out. Oh yes. And Andy posited that, it was a turning point between Jessel and and Sai because like Sai was really defending Jenna's honor mm-hmm. after that happened. Let's actually be really honest about that mm. nightgown. It was ugly. <laughs> yeah, she was like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jessel, Jessel, Jessel. Yeah. Uh, oh, we we resolved what Uba planted in the first part, which was like. These three girls didn't want you on the show. Right. Which was them saying, Jenna might not really fit in with all of us because she's a famous person. <laughs> and maybe they were right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll be at BravoCon. They will be at BravoCon, except for Jenna. I know. What do you think is going to... What do you think is going to happen to them, the show, and maybe at BravoCon? What do you think that that vibe is going to be like? Oh, I really don't know. I mean, I think half, if not more than half of the season was really good. Mm. I do think it did go downhill after the trip. Yeah. During the trip and then after the trip. Um, I think that... They're going to become BravoCon besties with all the other girlies. Mm. I don't know if there will be like an announcement like we would hope. Like, I think like in our brain of brains at some point, we're like, are they going to do another big Roni announcement where they announce the merging of the two casts or oh, something like that? Well, after this past week, it's after hard to past picture week. that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it'll be fine. I, uh, they kind of have it the toughest in a way. Cause like to sit on a panel you're going to have the same conversation you just had that aired a, a week ago. Sure. <laughs> but at least they have Matt Rogers who might inject a little life into the conversation. Yeah. And I mean, it's like 
they can also talk a little more openly about the experience. I'm mm, sure like more fourth walling. Yeah. We can hear about the reunion. We can hear about all that. Mm. And so Matt is hosting theirs. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder if he's going to go there with Aaron. Mm, I don't think he will. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else in New York? I think that's good. No, that's good. Great. Stop spreading the news. Actually stop spreading the news. Start getting on your skis for two episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Salt Lake City and Winter Owls. Yes. Salt Lake City. I actually, I watched twice. And I think I was watching a little distracted the first time. But like this episode was so good. It really is. And like Monica's dinner with that mom <laughs> will go down in history as something. I don't know if how it will go down in history, but it's going to be historic. It's going to be a matriarch to matriarch (laughs) moment for the books. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're starting with Whitney and Justin. The Whitney's Hiller is telling her that like, you actually have to talk to Mary. Mm. So that's setting up that thing. I think Whitney needs to move away from, healers life coaches <laughs> and maybe move towards a therapy office mm, okay, okay but that's no offense to any healers or life coaches out there yeah that's tougher um it's tougher to like get that on camera sure but like get the guy that bethany used for all those years yeah or get dr barry on uh the freaking vanity fair piece yeah. <laughs> jesus christ okay uh and then we're like making this like justin is working and now our life has changed. Thing. And it's like, come on. I'm not mm. one to defend men, but it's <laughs> like, you're the reason he lost his fucking job because you made him like do like sex paint on camera. Yeah. Like now that he is working, like let, let him live. Well, not only let him live, but like, let's let this thrive. Mm-hmm. Cause who knows how long this is going to last. Exactly. You can't count your, your future housewife season paychecks until the check is deposited. Exactly. Also, like money's fun. Let your man make some. <laughs> money's fun. <laughs> money's fun. Okay. We have two separate winter sports activities this episode. It's so I'm always like, why are we always on a fucking mountain with Heather Guy? It's actually insane how much they're doing it this year. Can't like Shouldn't they be coming up with other activities? I don't know. We're snowmobiling with Heather and Monica. And the day after Easter, the day after uh, you got to give it to the girls for like this filming schedule. Yeah. Monica just fell down some stairs, by the way. Monica just fell down some (laughs) stairs and Andy's home. No railing on the stairs. Monica, Monica has so many things in the arsenal. Like we thought like in episode one or whatever, when like, Oh, I hooked up with my brother-in-law for a year and Mm -hmm. that caused like the dissolution of my marriage. Mm -hmm. We thought like that was going to be the banger. And then we got this mom coming in and then we learn with Heather Gay. Oh, when I was 12, my mom dropped me off in Pennsylvania and went off to New York City to live her dreams. Could you see this woman living in New York City? <laughs> yes. If she can make it here, she can make it anywhere. And we come to learn, like, these aren't even family members. These are friends. It's wild. 
<laughs> it's wild, wild. And for like, for Linda to having had this history with the daughter to agree to like be a part of this is wild. There's a lot of interesting parents in Salt Lake. Like remember Whitney's dad? Oh my God. Yes. These parents are like kind of willing to like go on these shows with all their demons. Just yeah. Flopped out. Flopped out. Okay. Speaking of parents, we probably hear the most we've ever heard from John Barlow this episode, <laughs> right? Flipping through his mission photo album. People love looking at themselves in photo albums. I don't have a photo album. Do you have a photo album? I do somewhere. Somewhere. Okay. But you also have like your phone. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's sure. a photo album yeah. now. Should we be making photo albums? I think once you start having kids, mm. that might be a nice little gesture, like a little baby a book. gesture. <laughs> <laughs> be a kind gesture. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's my question. Why does, why does Jack like John so much and hate his mother? <laughs> Misogyny? Uh, misogyny at work. The patriarchy at work. I mean, like, John being so proud of himself that he got to know about the mission long before Lisa did. Yeah. Wild. And oh. then later, Lisa asking that party of, like, 60 <laughs> children, who knew about the mission before me? But the, it's, not, it's like, the way she does it, like, smiling ear to ear, and she's like, hey, guys, with a show of hands. Who knew about the mission before me? And like the crowd goes wild and she's like, oh my God. Also, I just want to know like the conversations that went into that scene because like half the kids have blurred faces. Mm. So obviously like we're making some Mormons. I know, but like we're Bravo and like the production company are obviously like doing what they wouldn't usually do. And like letting this many people in a scene with blurred faces. Well, cause it's a pivotal scene. Yeah. When, when Lisa's talking to Jack about, you know, having to like live with people and like what that experience is going to be like and tells the story of the college roommate who was sitting on Lisa's bed wearing Lisa's clothes <laughs> and said, I just wanted to see what it would be like to be you for a day. I was screaming, but also like the delivery of the story by Lisa was so funny. It is like so Lisa too. <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Well, my weirdest like roommate situation was my college roommate who used to put Quiznos receipts on the wall after he would go get a sandwich. Oh my God. Much like Britney's receipt ball. Yes. He's got, he's going to deduct them for his taxes. <laughs> no, I think he just liked the decoration. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like the height of Quiznos. Remember those Quiznos commercials with those little hamsters? The little rats? Yeah. Ugh. That, I never really understood that. Like those little rats. I don't think they want me to. To come to your establishment to eat food. You know what it was? It was like the era of like Napoleon Dynamite when everyone was like so weird and proud of being like so weird. And so they, they did the fucking rats. And you never drop that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, since we're like, we're mixing the mish, the pre-mish party and the, the mish party, talking about pre-mish and post-mish life. I got to say like, I was shocking to see Jack Barlow be so confident mm -hmm. and like public speakering. Yeah. You I know? mean, he's a CEO uh, he of Lone a Wolf or uh, whatever. Fresh Wolf. <laughs> oh, Lone Wolf is what they call shooters, don't they? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of which. Oh, Bogata, Columbia. Yeah. And Lisa telling this story in confessional 
about like a friend's son being held up on a weekly basis. I could not believe like Lisa. Lisa. What are we what are we doing here? What are you implying? What are what are you trying to achieve here, Lisa? <laughs> so stupid. Um, um can I tell you? I got stopped by a missionary yesterday on Fifth Avenue here oh. in Brooklyn, New York. Did you like give it a second thought? No, but I like it's not my first time being stopped by a Mormon missionary in Brooklyn. Mm. On the street though, they they're not going door to door like in the movies. Oh. Well, I think you probably could like you could probably swing or swing a bigger net. Yeah. On the street. Cause like door to door that, that you're only getting one at a time. Like people are walking by you constantly on the street. I know. It just was like so weird. She was so young. <gasps> well, hello. It's like Jack Barlow's I know. contemporary. I wonder where they live here when they have to be here. I'm sure there's like housing, housing yeah. everywhere. Okay. Uh, we go cross country skiing with Monica, Heather, Whitney, Meredith, to see Meredith do activities like this, it's like, I know she actually does do them a lot, Yeah, but it's just wild. I got to say though, I've never seen what cross country skiing is and it looks like it's just like gently traversing the land on your skis. Yeah. It's not quite skiing. It, well, yeah. Cause you're going cross country. You're going across the country, yeah. not down the country. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when we go sit down with the girls, and we're talking about mother trauma. It's like Roni reunion part one. So two two big headlines for me. Well, three big headlines. Number one, again, once again, Monica opening the arsenal, taking out like the next bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. My mom. Oh, everyone's asking like, oh, that car, like where that car's so nice. Oh, that's a rental. My mom took my car because her. Car is in her mom's name. It's not in the mom's name, but she, she makes the payments. Which I don't know how. So, that, so works. that probably was like the mom put the down payment on the car, mm-hmm. which is going to be like a few thou, whereas the payments are a few hundred a month. Sure. Um. So, and the mom said, "If you don't bring it here by four p.m., I'm going to call the police." <laughs> It's wild. But then she goes and rents like a Range Rover. <laughs> I know. I know. So we're making payments on the other car and the, the rental. What have ever happened to like renting a Dodge or something? So, well, we're, we're on Salt Lake City. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. So then, then the, the ladies are like, yeah, mother trauma. Like Whitney and Heather, like we don't speak to our moms a lot. And then everyone's like, and then Monica's like, yeah, like we are women who like have problems with our moms and we all have daughters. And Meredith's like, actually, I talk to my mom all the time. <laughs> I would love to get, we haven't gotten cameras up on Meredith's mom yet, have we? We've I, gotten the sister. Yes, we got the sister. I need cameras up on the mom. Would love to see the mom. Could you, like, what do you, what do you think she's like? Well, if you recall the sister, the sister was like, uh, a Xerox mm-hmm. of Meredith. Not quite like the perfect clone, but like a few shades different yeah. from the copy machine. Xerox is like 
an older gay man reference. I, well, I, people don't know what Xeroxing is. I know, I know. I mean, I, that always sticks with me because like, I learned about that in copyright class. Yeah. How like the company So people for you young people that. out there, there's this thing called a copy machine seen in many offices. Yeah. And you put a paper down <laughs> and it makes a copy, a an copy. imperfect copy. I know. But one of the famous companies that made the machines was Xerox and mm-hmm. people would call like making the copy Xeroxing. It's like Kleenex. And the company was like, no, 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 stop saying that because then we're like, we're going to lose our name. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's like the whole point. Like you can't like make it become like a ubiquitous term that means something. Does Kleenex, has Kleenex lost its name? No. Okay. I mean, tissue is tissue, but I'm sure like there might've been like a moment in time where it's like, yeah, don't call the tissue a Kleenex. Like we are Kleenex the brand and this is a tissue we're selling you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What other companies are like that? <laughs> well, I'm not here to like prepare to teach my uh, copyright class today. Maybe tune in next time. I'll I'll uh, come up with a little syllabus for you. Yeah, like Coke gets close to that, but not really. Yeah, not really. Okay, uh, and then the last part of that is is Whitney inviting all these women to her 13 year old's birthday party, <laughs> which like. I'm sure, like, this is Bobby's dream to have all these women come. It's, it's definitely her dream. Uh, but then she has to confront Meredith about the fact that Angie will be there and the rumors and the nastiness. So Whitney's point is, like, you, you have to stop saying there are rumors about, like, everyone. Like, you said this about four <laughs> different women. And Meredith's, well, Meredith's like, well, actually, you didn't care that I almost died, which has nothing to do with what Whitney brought up. <laughs> So the way Meredith describes it, as though Winnie is in a car, drives past her like car that has exploded, and just keeps on driving mm-hmm. and doesn't care, and then is angry that like Meredith sub Meredith subsequently posted about this tragic accident, and Whitney didn't realize that that was the car she drove by. Yeah, it was just a car in a snowbank. Yeah. It's so interesting. And then like on Watch What Happens Live, Lisa Barlow was asked about it. And she said that basically the same thing as Whitney about like she drove by and it wasn't that bad. Okay. Okay. Because I guess like in a place like Salt Lake City, this kind of accident happens often. Okay. Like people going to snow banks, but Meredith thought she was going to go over a cliff. So it's very confusing. <laughs> so like, so that whole conversation gets derailed by Meredith being a... Upset that Winnie doesn't care for her life. Meredith's kind of iconic for derailing. She's kind of iconic. Okay. I didn't have a lot about Angie and her dad, except to say getting stains all over her shirt while cooking. Relatable queen. Relatable queen. Story of my life. <laughs> I saw you put on that apron earlier. I, well, because like I, I saw that lamb. I was like, I'm going to get this oil all over yeah. myself. And I think I'm good. I yeah. Think I'm good. Yeah. Maybe my sleeve. Um... We didn't touch on Whitney and Mary. Oh, yeah. I'm getting there, baby. Okay. That is matriarch to little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Mary, Mary, Mary. Quite contrary. Like, what? She literally is like Mary, quite contrary. Yeah. Uh, It's just, I don't really understand why she's doing the show. 
And she's lasting much longer than we thought she was. Oh, we thought we were never going to see her again. After Trixie. After Trixie. And that was episode three. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in episode eight. The, the restaurant that they ate in, it just like struck me that they were like right in the middle mm. of like a really busy restaurant with a lot of tables around. Yeah. You don't really see that on Housewives a lot. Yeah. And we have food being dropped onto them. Mary in particular. It was like barely dropped. Oh, like yeah. when they did the replay, I was like, I know. I actually like missed that the first go around yeah. and noticed the second one. Uh, I always love a Mary text reading by one of the gals yeah. in confessional. That's always fun. And we got little girl. We got bobblehead. Bobblehead. The bobblehead reveal was good. The bobblehead reveal was good. <laughs> and then we're just like storming off because because Whitney thinks it's not Whitney's willing to apologize for Predator. But like once Mary to feel bad about mean texts and Mary's POV is like, yeah. no, I could do whatever I want now or something. I mean, when you fire a woman for not coming to the reunion, but then you invite her back a season later, yeah, she does have a little bit of power here. She does have a little bit of power. I wonder if Mary's been holding the bobblehead read from Trixie when, um, Whitney was wearing that like huge wig where she actually did look like a bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been on her mind for a few, <laughs> a few weeks. Okay. Last but not least, oh certainly not least, one for the ages, one might say. Monica and Linda. You know what it just occurred to me? What? Monica Lewinsky and Linda <gasps> trip. Oh my God. Another iconic sit down Another, between a younger brunette woman and an older blonde woman in a restaurant. In a restaurant. Wow, <laughs> the parallels here. I wonder if Linda Tripp knew that um, guacamole was an appetizer. No, it's actually a beautiful dessert. <laughs> the way the way she goes from she's like, I think only you were. A fucker, I called you a motherfucker to the, to the guacamole appearing and being like, look at this beautiful dessert. Fucking Linda bawling her eyes out and Mo Monica asked the waiter for a straw. <laughs> she gagged you. You thought she was asking for a tissue. And just like them like clearly fighting. Then a second later, the most Utah of Utah waiters walks up mm -hmm. like fucking blonde mop on his head asking if they want to order. Uh... We were discussing the abandoning at 12. Um, Linda's defending herself. She didn't know how expensive New York was going to be. <laughs> I could have told her. <laughs> so, so I guess like, you don't know. And then the answer is leave, leave your, your kid, leave your child somewhere. Uh, there's something about like Linda leaving Monica in the trunk while she goes and makes out with some guy. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. These two. I mean, I think they're fighting online now too, mm. or at least Linda's trying to fight online. Sure. So, I mean, I think this is going to be the last time we see Linda again. As far as like on the show, I don't think she's coming back next season. Oh, next season. I, I think there's more gas in the tank. Yeah, of course. And then, like for this season, do you think uh, she'll get a reunion invite? She should. I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah. Did she get a BravoCon invite? 
Could you imagine? Linda should be on the panel. <laughs> Her and like Mama Joyce stomp in the yard at BravoCon. Oh my God. Arm in arm. <laughs> no, Mama Joyce is like sitting back and chilling these days. Getting really bad reviews. That, bad reviews on TikTok from Keith Lee. Do you know about this? I, I've heard, uh, once again, media literacy. I'm only looking at the headlines. I don't really know what's going on. So Keith Lee is, I think he's actually Vegas-based usually, mm. but he's like this TikToker who's like this prolific food reviewer. And basically his gag is like he will identify these restaurants and like the restaurants like their lives will change like they will have like oh. lines out the door after he reviews them holy shit so he went on a trip to atlanta and he went to old lady gang and it just like didn't go well he his thing is he never sits in the restaurant he gets like takeout and Which, like <laughs> i don't want to go to a restaurant based on someone's takeout review no but it's about the food I know, but like, and he he does a lot of like he usually does a lot of like fast casual stuff. It's not like oh. he's doing a ton of like sit down restaurants usually. Yeah, I mean the food's ne- is always better like on the plate in the restaurant. Sure. So, anyways, he goes to Old Lady Gang, but he doesn't want to be like he's known. Okay. So he doesn't want to be seen. So he sends his family in to try to get food, but they don't do takeout. So then they try to get a table. And they say it'll be like an hour and a half wait. And then they come back out and then he goes in finally and... They recognize him. They recognize him and they'll be like, oh, table will be five minutes. <laughs> so then out of like principle to like how they treat their customers, he like did a bad review. Wow. And I think Candy even like responded publicly. Wow. wow, wow, wow. Okay. Now I need to like see what's going on. I think I sent it to you, but I think you ignored. <sighs> yeah. I saw... Depending on when it hits, you can't <laughs> count on me looking at it. Okay, let's let's head up Colorado. Okay, just a hop skip from Utah. Really, yeah. looks the same. Uh, we're in the winter house. Yeah, episode two. How are you feeling about it? Okay, I I think we're kind of still setting up. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say. I mean, we're picking up with like Schwartzy, and I hate to say it, but like going back to Scandaval. At this point, feels like I'm. I don't really care right anymore. I like the perspective of going back to Scandaval with only Schwartzy and all these people who some of them are in the Bravo verse and know, and some yeah. of them are in the Bravo verse and at least either don't know or pretending not to know. Yeah, it. I was like a little like, how Skeptical. do these like below deck girlies not know about Scandaval? They're, they just didn't have service on the boat. Yeah, um, I'm liking in general. I like the new flair of the cast like i said you can only spend so much time with the same like four cast members that are on like four shows yeah so i like that um i liked going to the grocery store with uh tom schwartz and katie well you just like going to the grocery store i know i love a grocery store but it's like fun to see people shop okay interesting to me that we essentially bought out that grocery store and then we ordered Chinese food for dinner. Yeah. Delivery. I mean, these people are barely adults. They don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> we are playing Fruit Ninja. What is that? Oh, you never played Fruit Ninja. Maybe, I may be a fruit, but I'm not a ninja. Maybe. What, is that your <laughs> tagline? Uh, th- this might have been like while you were so Blackberrying. And like mm-hmm. on the iPhone, it was like one of the early popular games where you like use your finger to like slice fruit and you have to like try to like keep up with the fruit that are flying and like slice all of them. Uh, so 
that's what they were doing with Kyle, like throwing a watermelon. Like it's you're cutting a watermelon. Like in the real game. knives, yeah. And he's, I'm like, I'm surprised lives were not lost this night. <laughs> they did a few things where I was like surprised lives weren't lost. Like when they like decided to snowboard in their backyard with all those trees. Mm. I was like, you could have done the Kennedy thing. Yeah. The Sonny Bono zone. thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Is that how he died? Sonny Bono? No. Yeah. I think it was a scheme. Natasha Richardson too. Well, that was Natasha as well. Uh, I, the pirate night was fine. We're playing games. I mean, kudos to like, the producer for this night to try to like come up with a different way to play a game. Yeah. We're getting into the, like the like time of Bravo where we're doing a lot of like going around the table games. Yeah. I'm like, remember when we used to just be, <laughs> yeah. Like season two of Roni, we weren't like going around the table asking questions. Like we, this. we never ask questions. <laughs> no, 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 no. We do get a triple kiss with Jordan, Danielle, and Alex. Mm-hmm. And we get a Schwartzy Kyle kiss. Which was like, we're playing this like dumb, like truth or dare game. And there's a married guy here. So he has to go gay so that his wife isn't offended or whatever. Speaking of the wife. Let's talk about the wife. Let's talk about the wife. It's giving Samantha Jones on text message. She's got neurovirus. She's got neurovirus. Which I didn't know that comes out. Both ends. From all ends. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that's limited to that one sickness. I think there are multiple sicknesses where you'll have uh, problems up, down, and downtown. I haven't had something like that in a long time. Yeah, you know, I know. I haven't, like, I gotta say, like, since Cornova, I don't think I've been, like, super sick much. You know? Thank you, Joe Byron. Thank you, Joe Byron. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need Amanda. It's like, how is Amanda main cast? The thing is, we don't need Amanda. No. <laughs> we need the major. Like, I love her, but it's like, it's not like she's going to come and fix. And the fun stuff's going to happen with, like, the other people. Like, once Malia starts going for Corey or whatever, which I think is next episode, mm. and then the whole Sam, the Sam thing. Yeah. Yeah, we need Sam to show up. What didn't someone talk shit about Sam on last night's episode? Like calling her yeah. trashy? Yeah, a loser. Yeah. Yeah. Who who talked? I think it was probably Malia. So okay, okay. Riddle me this. Okay. Malia knows who Sam Faher is, but does not know a scandal is a brew. I don't know. That but like Or was she doing like the mean girl just mm. call the person that you're Oh, love is with like a skank or whatever. A skank. I went, people used to say skank all the time. Let's bring that back. But like only directed towards men. <laughs> okay, you're a skank. You're a skank. <laughs> only directed towards men. Okay. I think that's good. Right? For winter? Yeah. Winter is kind of fun. Winter is kind of Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, great. So as a little peek behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. since Brendan's going to BravoCon, Mm -hmm. we just had a, a double feature in real time. Yeah, we rarely watch the episodes together. We rarely watch the episodes together and rarely watch two on a night of recording. I know. And I have to go home and pack for my flight tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's do Beverly Hills. Second episode. Strong second episode, I thought. Yeah. You know, I think like there's been a little bit of a mixed response to Beverly Hills return. Mm-hmm. But I'm on the side of enjoying it so far. Yes. And I feel like we're seeing... Things from different angles these days, mm. whether it be the Umansky family or Sutton's house. I didn't realize how close it was to a busy road. Okay. I didn't notice that. Um, speaking of by a busy road, Dorit and Erica's picnic, like next to the street, essentially. They're like in some park in Beverly Hills and it's... <laughs> It's classic 2023 where there's now these companies, you see them all over TikTok, mm. where, who will set up a picnic for you. And it's all very chic, but... It's like all in beige. And then these two goth women, Eric and Dorit, yeah. walk up. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, okay, this is like an a Instagram business or something or social, like, mm-hmm. to essentially do what people are seeing on TV mm-hmm. in order to post that they're doing it online. But, like, you could just have, like, a blanket and food. <laughs> I know. I've seen this happen before in the wild. Oh. At a park in Long Island City, I saw... The, the whole setup happened. Okay, wow. I've never seen one in the flesh, but like I don't leave the home, so. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you went to a park? No, let's, <laughs> let's not. The main reason I'm bringing up Matriarch to Matriarch by the street uh, with two goth women was we learn that Dorit was robbed once again. <laughs> Her telling this story about being robbed the second time, I wanted to pull my hair out. So, okay, we are out and about. We're getting $10,000 from an ATM. Now, I... I don't think you can do that. I've been to ATMs and, like, I've needed to get out larger amounts of cash. Like, like say, 600 Yes, 600 And I think it usually caps around, like, 300 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless, like, there's, like, ATMs for, like, the other, the other half. Yeah, you know? no, I know this... To be a fact, because I recently did get out like three hundred mm-hmm. to pay a cleaning person for my apartment. Mm. So we're getting ten thousand dollars out, and the purpose is to go Christmas shopping. Like famously, stores take credit cards. <laughs> it's very, um, I'd say, Judician. Yes, <laughs> remember when she was running around with season one? But like, but that was different because like we're running around with cash to like avoid it hitting the ATM Mm -hmm. and like not pay taxes on the money. Yeah. But also like 
that kind of even made more sense in the scheme of things because like we're paying for like big dollar things like oh, yeah, furniture. Sure. Well, I'm sure I'm sure these Christmas gifts are going to be big dollar things. But yeah. now this is where like I start to get a little confused. We had a handbag in a, in a shopping, shopping cart. cart. So it sounds like we're at Target. <laughs> it's not like we're, there's shopping carts at Chanel. <laughs> what? Sh- where? Where did this robbery take place? I think we could probably dig a little deeper and find out. But the interesting thing is like she doesn't even know. That the bag was stolen. That it's stolen until she goes to go pay for something. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm. It must have been a Target, right, though? I don't know. I don't know, man. Wow. Why are you walking around Target with $10,000? <laughs> so I don't stupid. know. And, like, this... It's not for us to, like, sound victim blamey. It just, like, the math isn't mathing, as Cy would say. It's, 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 it's funny that, like, Cy has a famous quote now <laughs> that we use every week. <laughs> But that quote was like I, internet famous no, but, first. But that's popularized by Sai. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next we have Abby Elliott in the role of a lifetime <laughs> as Kate Berlant as the agent in the other two. Yes. As Sutton's matchmaker. Yes, I'm gagging for you. F word. <laughs> I did see you tweet that after I was the one who said that out loud. All right, well, listen, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> you said it. You could have tweeted it. <laughs> like, what do you think this is? A democracy? Uh, <laughs> you beat me to the tweet, as Adriana famously said. Well, we'll get to her in a minute. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's interesting is Abby, uh, Abby Elliott, as Caperlant, as the agent, is coming in thinking, like, oh, I'm going to give this Southern gal what she wants. A, a true gentleman. Yeah. And, and Sutton's like, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an independent woman now. Um, I also noticed Sutton now is exclusively drinking mm. a signature cocktail that was popularized in your former home. Oh. Did you notice she's drinking like vodka with uh, grapefruit? I don't know if she has like some a, soda in there too. I would imagine a Sutton Strack would lighten up the mood a little bit with a soda. I don't yeah. think we're doing pure grapefruit. Yeah, but she was sipping it when talking to Kate Berlant. She was sit, sipping it like on the airplane. And then I think when they went to Vegas, it was a tray of champagnes and then one of her signature cocktails. Avi must have like, while he, after he was done setting up the closet, said... Madame would want a signature cocktail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're checking in with Crystal for the first time this season. And we're at a Mexican restaurant at 1130 a.m. 11.30 a.m. With the with brother. Rob Minkoff and Jeff, brother. And we've touched down with Jeff before, but this time we're learning that Crystal caused the demise of his engagement. Yeah, so he was engaged, and then COVID happened, and... Crystal urged Jeff to come back to the U.S. Yeah. And the fiance couldn't because she only had a Chinese passport. Yes. And so they it was just, over. They were just like love, love torn lovers. Or <laughs> love wasn't winning. Love, love was not winning to quote Phaedra. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jeff wants it. So Jeff needs a matchmaker. And your, your logical uh, connection there is... Jeff and Sutton. I actually can't take credit for that. I would. I think Alex said that. Oh, okay, okay. Alex. Yeah, said I that. think you were hearing out of a different mm. ear. Well, as an <laughs> as an older guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard to tell which direction the sounds are coming from. Okay. Happy anniversary, PK and Dorit. As helped by Kyle. This talk about like confusing Dorit storylines <laughs> this week. Like, why was Dorit having a melt? 
down in the hotel room. First of all, like we're on an anniversary tri- trip. Why are we like having Kyle drop her off mm. only for like PK to swoop in later? Like, wouldn't it be like more normal if like PK was like, let's go to this hotel. Mm. Let me show you the food. Let's let me make the pretty woman references. Let me have your stylist come in, then I'll disappear and then meet up with you later. I guess like he wanted to surprise her that there was even an anniversary thing happening. Cause I guess if they're going to a hotel together around the time of their anniversary, mm-hmm. like that you're assuming it's for the anniversary. I guess. <sighs> yeah. Um, it was really strange. I didn't like the vibe. God bless Berlin, but like. Also, uh, like, yeah, the vibes in general, a few things. Like, just going there and the conversation in the car. Like, mm. Dorit was making Kyle uncomfortable with the line of questioning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kyle was just, like, awkward the entire time. She's giving awkward in every scene she's in these days. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was <clears throat> of the conspiracy mind that, like, are we going back and filming? Like, are we adding Kyle stuff in the beginning of season, but I think I'm throwing that out the window now. Yeah, we can't go conspiracy. We can't go conspiracy theorists. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's got such a weird energy. Even when we were watching the the like the recap from last week, like even the tone of her voice is like I've never heard this Kyle before. It's a new Kyle. It's a new Kyle. Okay, um, we had Sutton and Garcelle kind of talking about being two single gals, but also the Jacks. So, stuff mm-hmm. with a son, mm-hmm. like maybe wanting to live with a father. Yeah, and then Sutton's answer is, "Teenage boys are just assholes." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Porsche's fifteenth birthday. Uh, everything oh. about it was just uncomfortable. So, Doctor Estella, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't even remember ever seeing. The husband, the 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 father, but like seeing them next to each other, it's like if you push them together, yeah. it is Mauricio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of those like AI. Like she's got the Mauricio facha, and he's got like everything else. He's got the hair, but also a little bit of, like the the shape of the facha. Yeah, but like the actual like mm. meat of the facha is hers. <laughs> the meat, the meat, the meat. So you were theorizing. Dr. Estella and Kyle have not seen each other in years. It feels like they're strangers seeing each other for several years. And I think, like, remember there was a time when we used to watch Beverly Hills and Dr. Estella was around. And then... And then... The 2016 election kind of crept up. And, and then she was tweeting up a storm. And she's still tweeting up a storm. Mm. And I think Kyle was like, we're not going to have her on the show as much. Oh, and now she's like, I don't give a fuck. You make your own bed and yeah. sleep in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was protecting Dr. Estella before. And protecting Mo more, I think. Yeah, protecting Mo. And now she's like, I don't give a fuck. Here, come on. And I'm going to tell you that Mo has a tattoo. Like, she's like, <laughs> like giddy to tell her. And like, Mo in this scene too. Mm. It's just like a different... Different Mauricio. Mm, not the love bean we know. <laughs> he's like, he's letting his guard down too. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And she just like, he goes in trying to hug her and she's like, <laughs> a pole. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are going to celebrate Crystal's 40th birthday. 
Doesn't it make you feel good that someone's older than you? By only a few months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up here. Over here. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The brother in that relationship's the older one. I know. He has a very youthful energy. Yeah. Not that Crystal doesn't have a youthful energy, but she's married to an older man. So I think that's going to age you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not eight, like I'm not talking about physical, but I'm just talking about like the essence. Yeah. The herbal essence. You're already living parts of life. I don't know. Yeah. Life experiences that make you wiser. Well, I mean, Crystal has like two, like, I want to say middle school age children, maybe. Yeah. And a mansion. And a mansion. We're low in the basement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going in there to celebrate. We have Kyle getting the jet. We've got Sutton and Garcelle, like, kind of planning the weekend. Erica's in charge of the Magic Mike itinerary, which is going to lead us into next week. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think Dorit's contributing anything. <laughs> other than, her presence is a present. Other than her Arianka self that everyone... Exactly. As she as she walks into rooms, people don't realize it's dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to be in Vegas. I'm I'm loving the trend, much like Salt Lake City, of like let's go on a trip by episode three. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get things going. I think it's the new formula. It's the new formula that was n- we we've had like two trips in a season for a while, but we've like scooched that first trip up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important. Shall we go to Miami? Yes. Mm. Old friends. Do you think we're going to go on an early trip here? The thing is, like, I don't think Miami needs to follow any rules. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's a few things to point out about Miami. Obviously, this is the grand return to Bravo. Exactly. Number one, which is interesting because the re-airing from Peacock just concluded like a week ago. So, like, the new fans can really just dive right back in. Yeah, if they were, like, Bravo watchers, they're diving back in. Or if they're Peacock watchers, they're diving in after Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing I wanted to point out is the return of Miami has now been on as long as the original run of Miami. Yeah, by the end of this season, we will be even. Although I'm sure with, like, the short episode counts of the first season Mm -hmm. of Miami and stuff. I wonder like how far are we even? Yeah. But then like we're in a shorter Mm. episode era, not as short as like first season Miami, but you know, like it might like even out perfectly. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. The thing with Miami is we have a nine person cast. So we really got to spend a lot of time this first episode, just catching up with everybody. I know. And the thing about Miami is that like, even though the branding is still pretty fresh, it's only a couple years old. Mm. I'm like, I do want new new intro looks and that type of thing. The fact that we're in that dress with Larissa that says like, I really don't care or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or I don't give a fuck. What does it even say? Something like that. Yeah. I, you know, I noticed that, but then like, I, I kind of appreciate it in a way of like, Look how strong we are. Mm-hmm. We don't need to change a thing, actually. I know. and But the thing is, mm. a few of our stronger players are friends of. And oh. for some reason, in this premiere episode, it showed a little bit more mm. than last season. Because last season, I feel like they, the friends of, like really did drive most of the drama sure so yeah adriana it's getting adriana late was i know 
a disappointment, but when she came, she came. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we gotta kinda open with Todd's Louis Ruelas apology video. Nine minutes. Nine minutes, really taking a page from the Ruelas playbook. Just like the composition of it was weird. It's like we're seeing the office drop ceiling, which I didn't love. Uh, you know, I think I think of that age we're we're like caring less about composition and more mm. like hitting record. And the content. I don't think I could talk nine minutes alone about anything. Uh, hello. Alone yeah. about anything. <laughs> oh my god. She, she roll footage and listen to like <laughs> those episodes of Come Through Green where I was talking to myself. Oh. I did one of those too. Oh, you did do one of those? Yeah, and I included like a segment twice. <laughs> like early on in me, like learning how to edit. We gotta get you back on the horse. <laughs> no, I I did it like I, two oh, weeks ago. I know, ago. I know, but like okay, <laughs> I did it last week. <laughs> that's that's your job here. Mm, seems like a lot of hats on here. Okay, uh, Jody and Marcus joining Lisa and Larsa on a boat. So I knew Marcus was coming. I mean, he's like already filmed Traders after this, so he loves the camera. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Jody. I was not expecting Jody. Can I say mm. he's up there? Uh, as far as like you love him, housewives companions looks. Okay, there's. I see where you are. He looks like he'd be walking around Brooklyn. Oh, in a way. See, I'm kind of seeing him walking around in Miami. Well, yeah, you physically were seeing him walking around Miami. (laughs) Because there seems like to be like a few, I'm just guessing here. There looks like there's like a procedure or two done. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's good. Mm, Okay. okay. It's good work. Good work. Good work. Yeah. uh, Both, both the guys are ready to be on camera. I would say like compared to a Marisol husband. He was ready this week. He was a little <laughs> ready. But like, I don't think Marisol wants him on camera. She's like pushing him out of the camera. Uh, yeah, so we're catching up with them. We got Gertie visiting Nicole on the acre of land. Is this Star Island or no? I wasn't paying close enough attention. I would like to return and touch down. But like, if we're paying $20 million, it's feeling like it. It's feeling like Star Island, right? Yeah, because the house from what we saw seems smaller than the house that they were mm. leaving and they sold that for more than 20 million. Oh yeah, wasn't that like 60 million or something? Something. And something they didn't insane. they sell it to like Jeff Bezos' ex? Mother. No, the mother. mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so it feels like Starling. I mean like I like the lot. The house has good bones. It's dated though. It's dated. Yeah. But it's it's also like not the Miami vibe. Yeah. It's a little like well, there's two Miami vibes. Mm. There is the like Miami, like Alexia's condo vibe. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the Leah Black's house vibe. Oh, but this feels like not quite Leah Black's. Right. It's like Leah Black's maybe like 10 or 20 years later. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is where we like start to hint at the possibility that Gertie might have a medical issue as she's talking to Dr. Mm-hmm. Nicole. Of course, the perfect person to talk to about. Because her gynecologist wanted her to have a biopsy. Yes. Uh, we're at Julia's home. 
uh, with goats shitting on the floor. The way the camera lingered <laughs> on that goat, the pellets just flying out of that goat's butt like it was a fucking like um, a gumball slot, machine. A slot machine and you just <laughs> hit the jackpot. <laughs> They're just pellets <laughs> flying akimbo. Looks like dog food. <sighs> and then like the goat like hollering as we're trying to eat our soup. <laughs> what kind of life is this really? The soup didn't look good at all. I mean, the soup was, like, served in a serving bowl. <laughs> I know, but, like, when she was pouring it out of the pot, it looked like two hot dogs came out. Okay, you know, you know what it looked like? Like, like almost like it was in a, a can, but the can was frozen, and, like, it didn't fully melt in the pot. <laughs> so, like, like a, it was like a huge bouillon. Yeah. Instead of a bouillon cube, it was a bouillon <laughs> cylinder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, okay. We got okay. This now, this is really taking me for a loop. We got Jody prepping Lisa for the divorce deposition in Lenny's home. Yeah, I just like given how contentious it is, I would, I was surprised to see Jody there and then like staying as she went to the yeah. courthouse. I bet it's probably like mostly to do with the kids residing there. Mm-hmm. It's like otherwise, like if there was no kids involved, right? I would imagine Lisa would just like pop on over to Jody's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He has money, right? Uh, yeah, I think. Was that like, yacht his that they were on? Or I know who who got the yacht. Who got the yacht? Luann got the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> right. Luann also got the Canadian Drag Race guest judge spot. <sighs> Can we talk about that for just a second? This sure. is just a small detour. That is so wild to me. First of all, are they going to lip sync to Money Can't Buy You Class or Chic Say La Vie? So the Canadian girls are saying that it's always a Canadian artist lip sync. So are we including Countess Luanne as a French Canadian descendant because her mom is French Canadian? Maybe, but also like up until this point wasn't always a Canadian judge. Well, then are we are we looping in Lou as French Canadian? Well, I think we're changing the rules because mm. other judges on this season include Raja O'Hara and Jada Essence Hall. Okay. Out of drag. Oh. Raja O'Hara, I think, makes sense because I'm not keeping up with Drag Race, but I think Raja O'Hara won Canada <laughs> versus, versus the, the world. world. Yeah, so so when you win Canada versus the world, you actually <laughs> get, you get a Canadian passport. Yeah. <laughs> it's the prize. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I won't be watching. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oof, I watched season one of um, Canada. I liked it. Yeah, I think I watched two episodes. Uh, okay. We've got a mother off. <laughs> We've got Adriana and Alexia. Well, I mean, other things happen. Like, uh, Alexia and Marisol and Kiki were, like, talking about the party. Mm-hmm. We had Alexia and, and Julia talking about getting things together. That was a mother-off, too. That was also a mother-off. That was a lighter mother-off than the later mother-off. That was, like, the junior varsity. Yes. And then, like, we got to varsity. Okay, first of all... <laughs> Alexia's outfit. We had been like spoiled by this. People took photos of like this meeting. So we had seen that she was wearing this like fucking Lady Gaga 2009 hat. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I wasn't spoiled. I never saw this. Oh, I, well, I'm, you know where I am. I'm in the dark web. Yeah. You're in the dark web. <laughs> sure. Um, and then 
I think in an instantly iconic moment, perfect for her return to Bravo, Adriana walking up, <laughs> waving a white flag like Dido Astro <laughs> with like a hippy dippy denim, I want to say, jumpsuit with a peace sign on one of her boobs and a heart on the other boob and a heart on the other boob. Yes. Peace and love, baby. Uh, and you gotta kind of, you gotta give Alexia some credit here. Cause like, she's normally like a stubborn bull, but she was willing to receive what Adriana was bringing. I think she first wanted to revert back to stubborn bulldom. <laughs> um, but I mean like who can resist the charm of Adriana? Like really? And I've got to imagine if we are to believe the producer involvement in the Vanity Fair uh, article, someone's got to be telling Alexia, like, we're not icing out Adriana. So you got to, like, get back with this girl. Yeah, I think it was a Julia and producer one-two punch. It was like Julia said it in the scene the day before. And then the next day, we're already with Adriana. Hello. Yeah. This is, like, someone's like, Alexia, this is an all-cast event. <laughs> like, this is our first event of the season. Exactly. Enough. Uh, but they seem to, like, be enjoying each other's company. Well, it's like, they're OGs. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's always important. It's like they've known each other for 13 years. Yeah. Imagine if Miami had been on all this time. We'd be at season 14, oh, probably. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right? Because it came out right before Beverly Hills. Oh, we're, yeah. thir- we're lucky number 13 with Beverly Hills. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Wow. But like, you know what? I think the breath, taking a breath helped. Sometimes you need to take a pause. Sometimes you got to go on pause. Yeah. And I mean, like, Dorinda proved that it doesn't always work. <laughs> Damn, we're proving it works. Okay. So we got this big uh, New Horizons party. Mm-hmm. And... Late breaking news, as we're getting ready, we learn Todd has decided he's not going to be attending. Because he doesn't want to talk about his apology video to um, Anthony. Yeah. And it's uh, that's real. Social media regret. Don't you ever like post something and you're like, oh, that was kind of cringy. Uh, mm, a little bit. Okay. Well, I know some people... Should feel that way and don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about you, but okay. there are people in the world. Um, but yeah. yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, I posted a story and then I'm like, Ugh. well, I post stories so infrequently, really. Yeah, you posted one today, last night. Yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of the cat. Of the cat. Um, just to give him his moment before it <laughs> goes away for a year again. Uh, okay. Not a real cat, by the way. Oh, yeah. Don't call Peta. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like throwing the cat <laughs> in a locked closet for for 11 months. Uh, so, but we, so like Marisol's like, Marisol's being informed that Adrian's coming and then the one, two punches, Todd's not coming. So I need you to come now. Yeah. So that gets her to come. But also, I mean, she was, she was never not going to come. It's an all cast event and you're a friend. So like, you got to show up and show out. You got to, you're a friend. You can go any minute. It must be a weird sensation going from a main cast member on Ultimate Girls Trip then like back to a friend. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? When Marisol like broke all <laughs> conventions. Yeah. yeah. Uh okay. So we got to this party and everyone's laughing, kikiing. Kiki. Literally Kiki is kikiing. Kiki is kikiing. And then we got 
One Larsa Bevan. Pulling a classic Larsa, I would say. <laughs> so Larsa's in a tizzy because Gertie in a pod live podcast show. The appearance. page six podcast. Yes. One of like one of the hosts is that Evan Real guy. Mm, okay. He has nice arms. <laughs> You're going. You're going to Las Vegas just to look at the arms. <laughs> look at his Instagram. Uh, Gertie was asked, like, who's? Was she asked who's the fakest? Yeah, the thing is, it's like this could all be explained away with like I was playing a stupid game on a podcast. Like yeah. it's like being on Watch Happens Live when you're asked, like, like who do you not get along with? Who's the fakest? Like, hello. Yeah, it, I, I could be remembering this wrong and I, and I regret it if I do, but like, it wasn't an open-ended question. Like, tell us what you think about Larsa. And then she says, I think she's fake. I think she I answered think, a question of who's I, the fakest. I think she answered who's the fakest. So it's like, I just said some, and like fakest is, there's probably worse questions they asked than who's the fakest. Yeah. But to Gertie's credit, I think as we find out a little later in the episode, like I don't think she was of clear mind as far as like what she was going through. So I don't think she had it in her to like really explain oh, that yeah, in the yeah. moment. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more like I'm defending Gertie's honor. I'm not saying what Gertie should have said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's just such an idiot. But like, I, I do got to give it to her that like, remember before Larsa came back two seasons and change ago, I was like, the, I was so anti it. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm like enamored by what a buffoon she is. Well, I mean like she didn't really give us much. We had watched her on the Kardashians <laughs> yeah. and selling sunset. Like, and it was like, go on girl, give us nothing. Yeah, Very sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> she woke up. And put a dunce cap on. Yeah, yeah. No, I just love it. I love it. She's so <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, so they're getting into it, and then they split apart. And now when Alexia gives her speech, <laughs> she reads with her little glasses. Her little Harry Potter glasses. And then, like, does a little comedy bit, and is like, you may all be asking, where's Todd? Well, he's not here. <laughs> and then, like, everyone's awkwardly waiting for what the punchline is. Uh, and then Julia jumps in. Mm-hmm. Julia. <laughs> you you got to give it to her. I mean, like, we got to do something. Yeah, we got to do something. <laughs> She's going after Marisol. I don't even know why she's saying she's like doing mental gymnastics being like, well, when I met with Alexia, she said Marisol would not come. Oh yeah. Adriana was here. But Adriana's here, and Marisol's still here. And Marisol's like, okay, like, I yeah. came to my friend's party. Yeah, like, yeah. Sue me. I actually, like, I don't really understand the Marisol holding the bigger grudge than Alexia. Because, mm-hmm. like, Marisol's grudge is based off of, like, an a- ex-boyfriend. Adriana being messy and saying, like, oh, an ex-boyfriend told me he never loved you. I Like, if I'm sitting next to my husband, I'd be like, okay. Good for him. Like, I'm happy. I'm married. Like, yeah. he gives a fuck. Meanwhile, like, Adriana's, like, bringing up my child who has been struggling since this accident. Like, I would, like, hold that grudge much longer than Marisol's grudge. I think we figured out why Alexia is holding Mojito and Marisol isn't. Mm. Yeah. 
Because you you can't hold a grudge and a mojito. Yeah, you can only hold you can one. only you can hold a grudge and a vodka soda and a cocky tumbler <laughs> or whatever <laughs> with like a a funny straw. <laughs> well, and with that, well, okay, so it kind of ends with Gertie wanting to leave. Yeah, so it ends like the men are smoking cigars on the. Yeah. On the balcony, Gertie's like standing in the corner. Her husband comes up. Yeah, she wants to leave. She has an encounter with Larsa as she's leaving, and that's when we don't find out in that moment that she got the diagnosis. But obviously, something's wrong with her, and she's like tells Larsa like, "I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you. So if I need you, like come to me." But it's like confusing, and especially Larsa's not gonna like. Larsa thinks this is like. Not serious. I think it's both. Not to give Larsa too much credit, but I obviously I think Gertie's been cocktailing, so mm-hmm. she's not like saying exactly what she wants to say correctly, and yeah. she also doesn't want to reveal yes that in that moment. Yeah. So she's trying to say something, and it yeah. like comes off really yeah. interesting. And then we rewind time with her in the park with Russell and the boys about to have a family discussion. Yeah. And she keeps on saying that she does not want to say the C word. Yeah. Meaning cancer. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Wow. Strong premiere. I'd Very. Say. Uh, wow. We have, as every week, we have a Freak of the Week and a One True Queen. And this Freak of the Week this week is actually like a great way to send you off into the BravoCon sunset, I sure. would say. Okay. With Brad Garrett. And Brad Garrett's not the no, freak. No, he's not the freak. He's not the freak, but he he enlightened us as to some freakish behavior going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what happened, Brendan? So basically what happens, there was this flyer that was posted <laughs> somewhere. Social um, media. Social media. And Brad Garrett gets a hold of it and posts on his Instagram. <laughs> and the flyer is advertising a comedy show hosted at, I guess Brad Garrett has a comedy club in Las Vegas. Yeah, the and, Garrett Comedy Club. And so this was advertising a comedy show hosted by, or headlined by Joey Gorga, hosted by Frank Catania, I think. Mm. And I think Joe Joseph's, aka Marge okay. Joseph's husband is somehow involved. Okay, yeah, yeah. But also like, I guess other legit comedians are on this flyer. Yeah. So Brad Garrett posts this with like a big red X through it and is like, this is not a real flyer. Like they are advertising being at my comedy club. Um, they're scamming people out of money, yada, 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 yada. Which I didn't really understand like the scamming people out of money part. Cause the flyers like go to this website and then you or like, go to like, I don't even know when yeah. you, but when you go to the Brad Garrett comedy club, there was no like show for, I have no idea. And maybe yeah. there was like a link posted on like Facebook or something. To something else. Like yeah. maybe like a bitly or something yeah, that made yeah. it look like it was going to Brad Garrett's comedy club or whatever. Wow. So he takes that down or he posts that. And then like, I don't know if you caught this, but then Joey Gorga starts doing like video Instagram stories with Frank <laughs> Catania and Joe Joseph's where they're like explaining how this was all like a misunderstanding that they got scammed. Oh, and like some promoter reached out to them and told them that they were going to have a show at uh, Brad Garrett's comedy club during comic, uh, not Comic Con, Bravo Con. Which, like, don't they have, like, things to do at Bravo Con? <laughs> I guess, like, they're potentially making money by doing this. In, but... the, in the nighttime, I think, like, you have options. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. 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 
And then there are like there's certain people who are going and doing shows that weekend in Vegas to capitalize off of BravoCon being there. So oh. like, um, what's her name? The Impressions Woman, Amy uh, Phillips. Amy Phillips, yeah, yeah. Then John Hill has a show oh. that's like off campus, and then I think like Heather McDonald has a show too. Mm. Oh wow! Wow, wow, wow! Okay, so that was some some freakish going on. So we're going to do some queenery. Some queenery. A so, one true queen. So our one true queen, um, we talked about her a little early in the episode, but we're going to give it to Ebony K. Williams. Yeah. If Fuck Bethany Frankel in the Vanity Fair was not enough. I know. So here's what happened afterwards. <laughs> Bethany, Miss Busybody, gets on her oh my God. Instagram stories and posts a screenshot um, from an exchange she had with Ebony on Instagram. So Bethany writes... Above the screenshot, she writes, in response to Ebony K. Williams telling me to fuck off. It's a screenshot of Ebony, June 3rd, 2020. Yes. Writing, we met on a private flight from Palm Beach to NYC a couple years ago. Just thanking you for consistently using your platform for tangible change with uh, two fist emojis. Yeah. Then Bethany responds... More than two years later. Well, also just for some context, especially if you're not in the States listening to us, June 3rd, 2020 is like peak Black Lives Matter time. Yeah. Right after George Floyd, like everything was happening then. So Bethany responds two years later, August 18th, 2022. Yeah. So for more context, Ebony wrote that first message before she started filming for Housewives. True. Yes. (laughs) Holy shit. And so two years later, Bethany, I guess, probably was like looking at Ebony's profile or something. Yeah. Because how else would you find this message? Sure. Um, And she wrote, wow, I never saw this. Thanks. And I'm sorry. So late. So she's, Bethany's setting this up, basically making it look like Ebony was a fan reaching out and Bethany gave a nice response and it ended there. Yeah. yeah. And so Bethany also tagged us weekly in page six in this. Oh, of course. So then Ebony responds and she writes in her, she posts a screenshot as well. And this is her caption on the screenshot before I read the rest of the screenshot. So at Bethany Frankel tried it, pulling out a receipt from three years ago, back when you focus on philanthropy instead of thirst trapping on other people's hardships. Hashtag go to sleep. Hashtag still on red. So there's an update from, so Bethany ended the message at the August 18th, 2022 thing. Like, thanks. And I'm sorry. So late. And then Ebony posted a screenshot Saturday at nine 17 AM. So from what I see, it was this past Saturday. Yeah. Bethany writes, do you have a minute? Yeah. And Ebony never, Ebony never responded to that message. <laughs> it's so funny that like, like, okay, Bethany's posting that first screenshot as like, I got you evidence when she was privy to like, what's below it as well. The thing that she wrote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like dummy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, um, I even saw like Claudia Jordan reshared Ebony's post and all this stuff. Oh my God. So the girls are growing. The girls are growing. Wow. Uh, that's it for this week. Brendan, I have so much fun in there. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, you've done it before. You can do it again. Granted, you're not on, uh, you don't have a home team advantage. I know. Say. I mean, like, I've never done Vegas. You've never done Vegas. Go bigger at home. 
uh, yeah, and have a great time. Yeah, if anyone's at BravoCon, I guess say hi. Say hi. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, you have to be more welcoming. Be like, say hi. Say hi. Wow, we're going to come to queen.com for links to everything, Patreon, social. You could like, maybe Brendan will be posting stories or something while you're in BravoCon. Oh yeah, from Come Through Queen? Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, and just like, comment, subscribe, part, share, retweet. Almost, almost, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Come through, Queen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.